We were talking just a moment ago about the wind farms. That they're building these giant, enormous windmills. Did you know that the ones that they're putting up in the Midwest, you know how tall those things are? The top of the blade is 750 feet off the ground. 750 feet. Now, if you live in New Orleans or nearby, if you're driven through here, then that is a field full of stru structures 250 feet taller than one shell square. Here, let me, if, if you live in Atlanta, the tallest building in Atlanta is 80 stories. That's about how tall that windmill is. Imagine a field with them distanced 50 yards apart, Peachtree Plaza dotting as far as the eye can see. How are the birds going to avoid? And the birds can't see them. The only birds that can see those windmills are bats, because they've got sonar, and maybe the, the birds of prey, the big ones, eagles, because they got eagle eye, maybe an eagle. The birds that like fly north and south and migrate and stuff, the geese and all that, they just run right into them. <clears throat> they literally have people that spend their entire, they hire them to do, to do this to pick the dead birds up. Because the bird, they kid those things kill so many birds that they start to stink. So if, you, if there's any civilization nearby, you will smell the dead birds. Yeah, Maggie just put a graph into the uh, chat room how the Halliad uh, X compares. This is the new GE at 853 feet tall. It's almost as tall as the Eiffel Tower. Uh, it is two-thirds the height of the, uh, of the Empire State Building. The things are already killing whales now. I thought these people loved animals. I thought they loved the environment. You know, folks, this is a wealth transfer program is all this is, and these things are all going to be deconstructed one day. Well, it's, to, to be clear, it's not the windmills that are killing these whales. What's happening is they're shooting sonar to get deaths of sea. Right, right, right. And that's killing the whales. Yeah, but... Uh, still, I mean, it has to be done before... This uh, Lord Farquhar and, and Shrek. Some of you may die. To all of our whale friends out there... We undertake this great undertaking here for the benefit of all sea life. Some of you, while we're building this windmill farm, may die. But that is a risk I'm willing to take. That's not a bad Lord Farquhar. We don't even need the soundbite anymore. <laughs> Who needs him? Joy Pullman writing about this at The Federalist. And about how these things, these farms just pop up in the middle of nowhere. They're ugly. Who's your Daniel Lee recently noted the policy change to limit natural gas and coal combined with mandates for low energy, wind, and solar is making the Midwest energy grid significantly more expensive and unreliable. We told you what's happening to Ivan Bassan, our, our dear friend in South Africa, that they are now having four times a day, two hours at a time, permanent blackouts. And the power grid 
in South, South Africa. And Ivan said this is because of the rife, endemic, or systemic corruption of the power companies, the oil companies, the energy companies, and the government. They let their grid crumble. Remember the story we did about, what's that, in Jackson, Mississippi. Remember how Jackson, Mississippi doesn't have, they have no water. That They have no drinking water. There's no drinking water still in Jackson, Mississippi. And people go like, well, what happened? This can't happen. It's a major city. 150,000 people live there. For decades, the Democrat Party and the unions that ran the city ignored the crumbling infrastructure that was the water treatment facility. One day, they went there and it was gone. And I am not exaggerating. The ability to filter and to purify water was ended. They don't have it. The mayor said it may take 20 years to restore what they call drinking water, not potable water, drinking water, back to Jackson, Mississippi. Another story they don't want you to hear is they crusade across the United States and across the world for their Green New Deal to save humanity, which is actually to punish and to eliminate humanity and to make life so miserable you want to go to Canada and find one of those doctors that will kill you. There's a little suburb town right outside of Scottsdale, Arizona. About 2,500 people live in this little village of bougie developments. They were getting all of their drinking water from Scottsdale. Scottsdale was piping it out because they had extra water. I don't know if you've heard this, but there is a drought in the West, in the Western United States, that is so pronounced and so profound that there is simply not enough water in the Colorado River. It's not raining enough. Lake Mead and the other reservoir lakes are now like a thousand feet below where they should be. And ultimately, those western states that had water piped in, like places in Arizona where people shouldn't be living because there's no water there. They don't have water. That, that little development in Scottsdale, Arizona, those people will never sell those houses. They're stuck there now. Well, they're just going to take a loss. And they're having to have the water trucked in. This is going to expand. Understand what's going on here. There are natural things that are working here that are going to make modern life untenable. And all of it, nearly all of it, is avoidable. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that none of this has to happen. What's happening in South Africa didn't have to happen. What's going to happen in Poland and in Germany and the UK, that if they don't reverse course... Didn't have to happen. What's happening in Ukraine with the trillion dollars in infrastructure blown to smithereens and heaven knows 30, 40,000, Misha will tell us, how many Ukrainian boys have been killed in that war? How many Russian boys have been killed in that war? Didn't have to happen. The cult of death is behind all of this. I want listeners and viewers to understand this, please. You can blame the politicians, you can blame this, you can look at these people. At the end of the day, the cult of death is always the culprit. And who runs the cult of death? Well, ask Madonna who runs it. Ask Lady Gaga who runs it. Ask Bill Gates who runs the cult of death. Satan runs the cult of death. And by the way, Satan's got all the drinking water he needs. The demons have all the drinking water, if they need it and they don't, that they can ever need. You think they care? 
This is, look, this is like a never-ending Mardi Gras for these people. This is a never-ending party. I'm sorry, for, the, for, for these demons, fallen angels. None of this is funny, and it's going to get worse. Remember, Biden promised, the regime leader promised a dark winter and food shortages. Eggmageddon is here. If you didn't read my, I, I, I really am surprised from time to time by how few people, almost 5,000 subscribers, if you haven't subscribed to the Substack, please go there and share it with someone. I have 4,929 as of this morning, so we need, what, that's 61 new subscribers to get to the 5,000 mark. It's a pretty nice subscriber base. And if people were sharing, and I realize there's so much media to go around that you share and it just gets lost, keep sharing. We could grow that Substack reader list and listener list bigger than, the, than even the Crusade ch channel is today. That's not hard to do either. I gave a catchy little name to the current crisis, Eggmageddon, thinking that, well, somebody may go, what's Eggmageddon? Well, eggs are on people's minds. Why? Because people for the first time in their lives are going like, why is this happening to me? All I wanted to do was bake a cake. <laughs> And I don't have any eggs. I can't find or I, I, I'm not making a cake with a $3 a piece egg in it or whatever the cost may be. If you look at the Eggmageddon piece at thekingdude.substack.com, go subscribe right now. We'll get over 5000 by the end of the show. Not going to happen. Not enough of you listening that aren't already subscribed. But good. Look at the graph I put from the Federal Reserve in there. They tracked the egg price back to 1980. What do you notice when you look at the graph? There are roller coaster hills. Who caused the roller coaster hills? Wars. Obama and Biden. It's as simple as that. You can track what was going on in the rest of the American... Uh, average Americans' life by eggs, and that's why I spent like an hour adding the adding the arrows and stuff to the chart, so that to, to show. Okay, well, look, this is when dear leader Chairman Obama was president. You know the egg prices went from about a dollar forty to four dollars a dozen. Why wasn't somebody, why weren't we squawking about it when Obama was president? You can look at the chart and go, like, I don't remember egg prices. Well, they were. The chart doesn't lie. But this, I look, I've been crusading against nature Nazis since 1988. That's a long time. I've been in this fight a long time. And we have always said the exact same thing. These people don't, they hate human, they hate the human race. Now, there are some innocent people that get caught up in this, and it's just a fad and it's a cause. But the ones that are behind it hate the human race. They don't think we should be here. And the less of us that are here, the better off. Oh, Mother Earth and the planet and the polar bears are going to be. This is always a Malthusian act. When they, get, when they get control of power, look what they do. They take it out on man. What's happening to Ivan in South Africa is a tragedy. And what did he say? He goes, there's no fix for this. They can't build, you can't just go and order a coal-fired generating plant. <laughs> if you could get one built today, you can't just order one up. It takes a decade or so to build one of these monsters. Where's the electricity going to come from? If these people are invading your state and they've invaded Texas, they're in parts of Louisiana, 
They need to be served notice that you need to leave or we're going to make you leave. And if you don't have political leadership like Ron DeSantis, who is saying that, uh, yeah, we're going to have natural... Did you hear him talking about gas? We played a clip of DeSantis and the gas stoves, where he's talking about they think that they're going to come in here and shut our gas... And our, our gas services down and put and, and confiscate and make illegal all the gas stoves. What did your governor DeSantis said? No, you're not. I'm not going to let it happen. It's not going to happen in this state. They've declared war on the innocent gas stove. I mean, people, this, this story's already on the back burner. Nobody's paying attention because Biden denied it. He sent Blackity Ann out there to deny it. The consumer product safety guy went to denied it. But did they stop? Well, according to Governor DeSantis, they're issuing rules. Listen. Also doing permanent sales tax exclusions on all baby necessities, including cribs and strollers. It's hard enough raising kids as it is. Now you get baby food, diapers, wipes, the whole baby clothes, the whole shebang, including things like cribs and strollers, which are very, very expensive. So that is going to be permanently uh, tax-free in the state of Florida. Uh, we're also doing a permanent exclusion on all over-the-counter pet medications because they're parts of our families too, and you, these are things that you need to do. So that's going to give a lot of Floridians relief. And then we just added, because I think it needs to be done, uh, no tax permanently on gas stoves. They want your gas stove, and we're not going to let that happen. And we're not even a state. The way Florida was built, a lot of this wasn't even connected to gas lines. You got a lot of electric stuff. But it's just the principle of, you know, this is ridiculous that they, and they do want to go after it. They got blowback, so they kind of had to back off. They want to go after the gas stoves. And so we're saying, you know, we want you to be able to buy those uh, uh, free of charge from, from the state of Florida. So he meant free of tax. Yeah. He didn't mean free of charge. But you hear what he said? They got blowback, so they pretended like, oh, no, we're not coming for you. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Don't ever forget the image. I'll never forget this day. This is in the early days of the Trump administration when I was still kind of on the fence about Trump. And even though I was happy that he was there and uh, ecstatic that he was there and Hillary wasn't there. He had a press conference in April or so of 2017, and I remember watching it, and I remember thinking that, you know, I crusaded against this nearly my whole political life, all the way up until 2010, 12, somewhere up in there, for 20-plus years. In vain. Nothing ever got done. No one even attempted to stop this madness of regulations. He actually did it. He did a press conference, President Trump did, where he had a uh, he had a pallet, and on this ginormous pallet, which had to be moved by one of those hydraulic little uh, pallet carts, if you will, there was a stack of paper in like reams. And it was eight feet wide, it was eight feet deep, and it was about six feet tall. And then in the middle, it went up, it was about eight or ten feet tall. And Trump comes out and he goes, on my right, that is the amount of regulations that businesses in these United States are told that they must abide by. No one could possibly know what's in that stack. Well, here's what we're doing. And then they wheel in a pallet that is one 
tenth the size of that one. And Trump says, this is what that pile is going to look like when I'm finished. You know that he actually made good on they actually did that. There's a lot of stuff that President Trump did that people don't know about that he gets no credit for whatsoever. He actually did that. And, and, and to prove to you that I know a little something about this, this is what the rules have to be published on this thing called the Federal Register. If you read the, the if you read a story about some about the gas stoves and they actually try and do do it, read all the way down to the bottom. If they, if they do report it prop, properly, they'll say that there's a public comment period. It has to be open for like 90 days. So then that means that whatever department has to take public comment on the proposed rule. Uh, people comment all the time. The rules always go through. No one ever stops a rule, but they do comment on it. It's called the, uh, Code of Federal, uh, uh, the Code of Federal Regulations, the CFR. So the CFR has over a million pages on it now. A million. Biden has probably added a couple hundred thousand with the Green New Deal crap that did not make, make it through the House of Representatives or the Senate. Made Some of it made it through in pieces. Folks, they launched Skynet. This is not a, I keep saying this since the Corona Doom. They launched it. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is real. The war is real. Joy Pullman writes about this. It's a pattern happening across about the windmills and about the green, clean energy that doesn't work, is not clean, is not, is, is not clean because it kills animal life. There's always a, there's always a, a trade-off here. And it's going to put people back to the Stone Ages. It's a pattern happening across the United States. In early 2022, New York's power grid operator predicted increasing blackouts as environmentalist regulations cut supply and the state shut down power plants. The North American Electric Reliability Corporation warned the Western Midwest should expect to see the same thing for the same reasons. In fall of 2022, remember we reported this, New England's power grid operator told customers to expect blackouts if cold weather became severe because of natural gas shortages. A number of states have, in, and then they get into what the uh, enacted mandates to eliminate carbon emissions from the grid in the coming decades, and the Biden regime has set a, a goal to do so. Remember, zero carbon by 2035. That means zero human life. The Wall Street Journal noted last year, uh, uh, the journal gave multiple horrifying examples of the political choice to degrade U.S. energy affordability and reliability, such as this one. This is in the Wall Street Journal. Within the footprint of the Mid-Continent Independent System Operator, or MISO, which oversees a large regional grid spanning from Louisiana to Manitoba, Canada, coal and gas-fired power plants supplying more than 13 gigawatts of power are expected to close by 2024 as a result of economic pressures as well as efforts by some utilities to shift more quickly to, to renewables to address climate change. Meanwhile, only 8 gigawatts of replacement supplies are under development in the area. Unless more is done to close the gap, MISO could see a capacity shortfall, the NERC said. MISO said it is aware of this potential discrepancy, but declined to comment on it. The, uh, declined to comment on the reasons for it. In short, the United States is following 
California and Europe into disastrous energy, and South Africa, we now know, into disastrous energy policies that lead to frequent blackouts and brownouts and people cutting down forests to warn themselves in frigid winters. Apparently, it needs to be noted that people regularly die when the power goes out, especially the sick, young, and elderly. You see how they always go after the innocent first? The weakest and the innocent. Pick the low-hanging fruit and kill them. This isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't a game. This is Eggmageddon. It's, you know, are you getting it? Yeah, you're going to get it. Someone might want to ask the question of the MISO. And you know, here in Louisiana, we have this thing called a Public Service Commission. Does the Louisiana Public Service Commission know about this? Is the Louisiana Public Service Commission green-lighting the shutting down of our of power infrastructure here? If they are, I don't know about it. I know that here in Louisiana, we have several cooperatives, okay? I am on one at Walsingham West. It's called Beauregard Electric. Uh, what's the R stand for? BECI, Beauregard Electric Co uh, Cooperative uh, Inc., or whatever it, it stands for. They basically, they don't generate power. They buy it from people that generate it, okay? And here in the Mandeville, Madisonville, Covington area, here where I live uh, currently in southeast Louisiana, you have uh, a company called Washington St. Tammany Power. What is Washington St. Tammany? They are a co-op. They buy power from Entergy, for example. Uh, there is a company that actually, and then the Entergy creates or generates, Clico, another Louisiana company, generates power. Are they, on, are they, are they in on this? We, we, you know, we, we've been reporting for, for over a decade now about the building of these massive, monstrous wind farms in Texas. Have you seen these things? You know, the irony is, is that if you're going into the oil, into the Permian Basin, where Midland, Odessa, Texas is, you will pass windmill farms. <laughs> you know, like what, what, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? This stuff is real, ladies and gentlemen. The monoculturing of the food supply, the poisoning with high fructose corn syrup is real. And I put it all under the umbrella of Eggmageddon. People laugh. Don't laugh at Eggmageddon. 